This is episode 413, How to Surrender and Keep Hope When You're Not Getting What You Truly Desire, with Ava. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice, as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Still coming to you from San Diego. And boy, oh boy, have we had an expectation hangover here. I'll tell you a quick story. So we love San Diego. We used to live here. I'm leading my women's retreat here back in October. More on that later because I have some scholarship news for you. And we rented a place in North County, San Diego. And about three months before I got a notification, Hey, the place has termites. You can't have it anymore. And so we actually found an even better place in a wonderful location. It was so great for all of us. It just suited our needs so much outdoor space. And that's really what I love about California is the indoor outdoor living and so much outdoor space for Athena. One of the main reasons we left Texas this summer is because she just loves to be outside and I hate being house trapped. So we were so excited. It's just beautiful. It just felt so great. And before we got there, I had asked, does the place have mold? I'm very allergic to mold. California is notorious for mold. It's an older, older house. Does it have mold? No, we've never had leaks. We've never had issues. You sure? Yes, we're sure. <sighs> I should have known better and had it inspected because when I walked in that first day, I was like intuitively, oof, I think there's mold here. But I was in denial, 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 denial because the place was so beautiful and I just so wanted to be there. And I just, that was Tuesday and Thursday night, I said to my husband, this place has mold. I can feel it. I know it. I don't know if it's black mold. I don't know if it's mold we can live with or mold we need to like get out of Dodge with. He's like, no, this place is so great. I'm like, I know we have to get it tested. So luckily we found this great inspector. His name was Brandon. He was a one man show instead of with a big company, which I love. And he came that day and had the report that night and yep, black mold. And I've got a 16 month old and we have to keep the air conditioning on. So it's just circulating through our house. Now, we're in a prime spot in the height of summer where everybody wants to be and there is no Airbnbs. There is just nothing out there. And we didn't want to leave this place oh, to make what's already becoming a long story short. We ended up finding a place, this guy that I had messaged before was willing to move out of his place so we could have it. And it's for sure not the ideal. It's for sure not what we were so excited about, but it's safe and it's healthy. And I tell you this story because it's such a metaphor for sometimes things can look really, really good and we can be super excited about them, but they actually aren't healthy for us. Many times that's a relationship <laughs> that is so like fireworksy and it's everything we dreamed of, but is it healthy? And sometimes it's the things that, you know, maybe are more ordinary and maybe not this like Thing we're just so excited about that actually are healthy. And I just want you to think about, is there anything in your life that like looks really good and seems really good and looks good from the outside? Because this house looked amazing from the outside, but from the inside, it was a very, very different story. You got under the house and there was duct leaks, air duct leaks, my goodness, mouthful, and rodent droppings. Like it was not a good situation. 
But again, outside looked great. So I ask you, what in your life externally looks good, but internally may need a shift? And if you're really feeling that shift is needed, like you've been carrying around the facade for years, maybe decades of looking good, everything seems fine, but inside you got mold. (laughs) I really, really encourage you to come join me at my women's signature retreat. We clean your ducks out. We make sure there is no mold anywhere. You will leave feeling beautiful from the inside out, radiant and healthy from the inside out. And we are in the time of year where we're beginning to offer partial scholarships. So just go to christinehasler.com slash signature retreat to apply. Get your scholarship in. I'd love to see you in San Diego. All right, today's episode has to do with surrender and keeping hope. How do we do that dance of surrender and keeping hope? This particular episode is about getting pregnant, but it's so applicable to anyone because the issue that Ava is working with, so many of you are going to relate to. So as you're listening, consider, have you been wanting something for a long time and trying, 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 and it's just not happening? Have you decided to surrender, but you still have that little bit of hope and you still have that expectation hangover that comes up every once in a while? Were you able to fully relax and surrender as a child? As a coping strategy, are you a planner? Do you need to control everything because there was a lot of unpredictability in your childhood and controlling and planning is one of the ways that makes you feel safe? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Ava. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor for this episode, which is Caraway. Now you may think I'm crazy, but we've been traveling for two months and I travel with a pan. (laughs) I travel with a saute pan. Not kidding. I bring my Caraway saute pan with me because I know in most places they don't have non-toxic cookware. I cook my food for myself, my child, my husband in this pan, and I want to make sure it is non-toxic. And that's why I can rely on Caraway. Their proprietary cookware, which is beautiful, by the way, it's really good looking cookware, is non-stick, ceramic, non-toxic, free of all the yucky chemicals. So you can trust that you're cooking your food in something that isn't going to taint the food. You're not adding more toxins because we already live in a toxic world where we can minimize it. We need to. Here's what you can do to get 10% off your purchase. That's 10% off at checkout. Go to carawayhome.com slash over it. That's C-A-R-A-W-A-Y-H-O-M-E.com slash over it to get 10% off your next purchase. Again, carawayhome.com slash over it. Ava, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi. Well, I actually have like um, two scenarios about motherhood or being a mom in which I could use your help. I'll do my best. I'm only 16 months in, so I'm no expert, but I'll do my best. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's the part. The first part is that um, I really tried pretty hard with some fertility treatments to become a mom or Mm -hmm. become pregnant, but it never really worked. So um, we went through four years of treatments and Mm. also four and a half years we stopped with them and uh, decided we would be childless for the the rest of our lives. So that was a pretty hard part. Yeah. And um, so one thing about that is that I I still have, I went, I really did some. I'm grieving and I'm really in an okay place as I feel now more of child-free and less childless. 
Um, but mm-hmm. however, I still have like the, the gut feeling that one day I will become pregnant and I will become a mom. Mm-hmm. But it's really hard for me to really lean into that feeling and and get this hope up because I know how devastating and painful it will be like every month when I get my period and it, I'm not pregnant or yeah, not pregnant. Mm-hmm. So that's the first part where I... I could use your help. Like, how do I still stay true to that feeling like that I have inside mm-hmm. and also like protect myself and not be down every month when I get my period? Oh, well, that's a tough one. It really has to do with attachment. And before I go into the answer, I just want to just acknowledge you for your commitment to motherhood to go through over four years of fertility treatments and and everything that that entails from the disappointment to the hormonal disruption to the cost to on and on and on. Um, that's a lot to go through and can even be traumatic. And so I just want to acknowledge you for that and just extend my compassion to you for that. That's You already are a mother because that's what mothers do <laughs> for their children. They just do whatever it takes. So that's where I want to start is really you leaning into the archetype of mother and the knowing that you are, even though, you know, often how we define motherhood is having a child. Because I think that that will help with the next question. So this feeling that you have, and and intuition is funny, and feelings are funny. Uh, funny is the wrong word there. It's, yeah, how would I, what's the word I want to use? I guess we could say tricky or non-specific because there's a feeling that we have and then oftentimes the mind will put meaning on it. And then sometimes there's just straight up claircognizance where we we know something. And I can relate to that because I knew I was having Athena. I knew she'd be a girl. Like I, I knew her name. There was a lot I can relate to in that feeling. And yeah. I've had feelings about other things where it wasn't exact. And what I mean by that is I might've had a feeling um, that something was going to happen and I put meaning on it, but it was something different. And so to put that in context for you, you might have this feeling that you're going to be a mother and it might take a different form than maybe your mind thinks it will take. You know, it might take a form Mm -hmm. of a child comes into your life that you want to adopt. It could be you're giving birth to something else in your life, whatever that may be. And it could definitely be you get pregnant and have a child someday. What I have seen Mm -hmm. over and over and over again with women is that the attachment so badly to wanting to have our own biological child often causes a degree of stress inside the system that often makes it harder for the body to get pregnant. And I'm sure you can even think of stories of people who finally gave up trying and then they got pregnant, right? Or they they went and adopted a child and then they got pregnant because there was something about the release of the attachment that created an opening. So I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think this is really about keeping the hope up. I think it's more about how do you come to acceptance of what is and surrender and really let go of ever needing to have your own biological child, like really, really let it go, but stay open to it. 
like completely staying open to, you know, if it happens, amazing, but I'm going to let go of gripping onto it so hard. And I'm going to really allow this feeling of mothering and giving birth to things to happen now in my life. And if I were in your shoes, I'd look for ways in which you can invoke that, those qualities. How can you mother your own inner child more? How can you invoke that archetype of motherhood in your life? And with each period, because I understand that disappointment, because it's like, it, it's, it's a reminder that you're not pregnant, but that disappointment is also a reminder that you're still attached, that you haven't really surrendered. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel at this point, I'm, I'm actually like being, a, I think I, I, re, I let go of the the attachment a lot more than like a year or two years ago. But when I spoke out to my friend, like, I think I will become a mom someday. It came back sort of. So when I spoke out, I think I will become a mom one day. Then the hope came back and then I I came back to focusing on the period. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think the focusing and the attachment, what do you think the payoff in that is? It is uh, not much, (laughs) a lot of pain, I think. Well, there's always a payoff. (laughs) Yeah, maybe like, I, I do like to do my best. I think I did everything I could about it. Something like that. Well, so the payoff to being attached to something is oftentimes we have a belief that the harder I try at something or the more I am attached to it, the more I can make it happen. Mm -hmm. So for you, surrendering might feel really scary. And I don't just mean about motherhood. It might just be in different aspects of your life. Look at, look at your life and ask yourself, are there really aspects in your life where you surrender or is, are, or do you feel safer when you control things, when you have a plan, when you know what's happening, when you make things happen? Like, would you say you're a more go with the flow surrendered person or would you say you're a more structured, like things according to plan, like things to know what's going on? Yeah. I plan, I control. Yeah. 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 So this is, this is, this is coming up for healing for you. You know, something you're really desiring, a child, is is showing you this way of being that you think works. And that wanting to control, wanting to have a plan, it it comes from not feeling safe in childhood. It comes from Mm -hmm. chaos. It comes from, basically, bottom line, it comes from inconsistency and unpredictability in childhood. Can you relate to any of that? Yes, I can. Yeah, Yeah. 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 And so our coping strategy is control, 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 control. Mm-hmm. And the child that may be coming in through you may not want a mom who's like that and may be working you a little bit in terms of really asking you to surrender, to let go, to stop. And I know you're not doing, well, at least my understanding is you're not actively pursuing fertility treatments right now, correct? Yes. Right. But there's still that attachment of like every month, you know, that disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. 
so can you see how that that disappointment every month further reinforces the attachment and the wanting to mm-hmm. control so what i would suggest working on is this relationship you have to control really seeing that it is a survival pattern it mm-hmm. is a way in which you make yourself feel safe but your way of making yourself feel safe also causes a lot of stress because whenever we're trying to control and plan everything we're hanging on to the steering wheel of life so tight it's creating stress that's just chronic because we never mm-hmm. really actually lie back, relax, and just let life, life. And I get why it's hard. I completely have compassion and understanding why it's hard in terms of this is the way you operate. But my sense is, and my encouragement is, that part of your initiation into motherhood is to really not necessarily find a new way, but go back to your original essence because the planning and controlling and needing to have everything figured out, you weren't born that way. Now you may have certain aspects of your personality that are just you, but mostly that's a trauma response. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And it's also like linked to my second part of the motherhood question. Okay. Like I, I like I feel I want to, I can be really strict with myself also like, I have a plan to go on a diet and uh, lose some weight and eat healthy. And and the opposite actually happens. Like, I'm like, because I want to be so strict in dieting, I actually eat more. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe I need to mother myself some more and mm-hmm. just be gentle with myself and, and help me get through it and help me learn and, and okay, if it's not happening, then try again. Like in this kind of way, instead of being a dictator kind of way. Right, right, right. Yeah. So how could you mother yourself better? Yeah. So that was actually the question. <laughs> well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you, you start because part of mothering yourself is trusting your own knowing, your own intuition. So I'm going to have you start and I'll help. I'll help. I'm here with you. But I'd love for you to just start. What are some ideas? The first idea I had was thinking, okay, maybe I can just be like gentle with myself. And when I'm brushing my teeth, I'm looking in the mirror and I say, okay, you did good today. And I'm proud of you in some sort of way. Yeah. Yeah. So self-talk, not just inside our head, but out loud mirror work is so beautiful to do. Like really looking in the mirror and and talking to ourselves and giving us that reassurance. And, you know, the thing that I kept hearing inside is saying to yourself, you're safe and I got you. Mm-hmm. What was something, Ava, that you wanted so badly from your own mother that you did not get? Well, it, it actually was like being safe. I, I'm my mother had some severe PMS um, symptoms. Like she, w- I would never know in what kind of emotional state she was. So I was always like, when I got home from school, okay, let's check how the weather is today in the house. And uh, so maybe, yeah, so like um, it was hard for me to be my emotional self. Like 
what emotions or feelings I had at the moment because I did not know what my mother could handle for me. Right. Like, exactly. should I be the sweet child or could I be um, excited or, or angry? I, uh, it it kind of depends on the mood of my mom. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think that, how do you think that impacted you in terms of your own internal operating system? Yeah, so I always check the room and, and see what vibe is. And then I, right. I adapt to that instead of right. prior. So yeah. how relaxed do you think your nervous system can be? Not really. Not really. You're always bracing yourself. And that's in your nervous system. That's in, even though you're not living with your mother right now. Do you have a partner that you have to walk on eggshells with and test the mood out? Um, no, no, okay, no. Good. Uh, I do it, but uh, it's not necessary. Right. Okay. <laughs> exactly. That's a great awareness. You do it, but it's not necessary. See, so it's like, you're still in this habit of bracing yourself. So, and listen, I'm not saying that the key to pregnancy is you have to be this relaxed, surrendered person. Cause there are plenty of people that are stressed out that get pregnant. So I don't think that there's like a one size fits all approach to fertility and every person's different and every soul journey is different and everybody has different karma. And I'm going to just speculate based on being a human and walking this path with many women that that bracing yourself has you in a more sympathetic response in your nervous system. And that is going to make it harder for your body to feel safe enough to get pregnant. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And what I really want to emphasize here so badly is you are not doing anything wrong. And it's not your fault that you haven't gotten pregnant. You're not doing anything wrong. So this is also a hard part because now I'm thinking, okay, maybe I should let loose of the control and, and relax more. And like that part was on me. Yeah. Well, you should just because it's better for your life. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a better, it's a better way to live. You don't want to do it with the intention of if I do this, then I'll get pregnant because then we're back to the attachment. But do it because like every child from my perspective deserves to feel safe and regulated at home. Every child deserves that. No child should be in their sympathetic nervous system. No child should be bracing themselves or walking on eggshells or having to manage their parents' mood. Every child should have that freedom of expression. So make this less about I've done something wrong. That's why I'm not getting pregnant. And more about, I want to give myself the childhood I never had. I want to give myself the freedom to not be holding so tightly, the freedom to express myself, the freedom to relax, the freedom to not have a plan. That to me, like it's almost what, what I'm getting is you have to give birth to your own inner child before you'll give birth to your physical child. What do you think I mean by that? Like, um, like I really, like, my, like when I was a child, maybe I wasn't really a child. Exactly. And I, I get to do, get a, get a do over. Exactly. That part. 
Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I feel this part like like I can give myself a new childhood. Yes, the childhood you never had. So what would that look like? What are some things you can do to do that? I think just like um, play music out loud in the room. (laughs) Dancing, letting yourself just, just, yeah, be free, expressing yourself, not holding back. Yeah, like let's just practice right now. Is there anything you want to say to me or anything that you've disagreed with or anything that I've made you feel that maybe you're holding back? Sorry, I don't understand. Sure. Let me try, let me try it again. So I'm just saying, let's practice unedited, uncontrolled expression right now. Okay. And so I'm just asking you and the answer may be no, but I'm just giving you the opportunity and asking you, cause you know how kids they are unedited. There's no filter. They don't care about hurting people's feelings. They just, they just say what they need to say and they have the emotions they need yeah. to have. So has there anything, has there been anything I've said that has upset you? Anything that I've said that you disagree with or anything that you want to say that you might've been holding back? I know. Okay. This is really hard for me. <laughs> it's new. <laughs> it's new. Yeah. It's new. And this is a, one of the things I want you to practice. I want you to practice instead of being in your mind and looking ahead, what do I have to mm-hmm. do? What do I need to plan? Cause that's, again, that's all a childhood trauma response coping strategy. The more you could plan and predict, the more safe you felt. The more you could kind of plan and predict and prepare for the unpredictability, that was the only kind of safety you had. That in addition to just not having the freedom to emotionally express. So instead of like looking forward and planning and predicting, I want you to look inward and ask, hey, what am I feeling? What do I really want right now? What do I really need right now? Because you didn't have a parent that was coming up to you and being like, sweetheart, how are you feeling? What do you need? Is there anything you want to say? What's on your mind? What's on your heart? It's giving your inner child that kind of space and that kind of freedom to express and to speak. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I want to... Like straight away, I'm like blocking, I think. When when you say, okay, what do you need? What do you want? What what you're feeling right now? I'm I'm like on mute. <laughs> Nothing comes. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, let's just give it a second. So close your eyes and take some deep breaths. And, you know, you might have been so focused on this child you want to have. And and oftentimes our drive and our yearning for wanting a child is because we want our own childhood back or to be different. It's like we didn't have that unconditional love from a parent and we're looking for it from a child. We're trying to, and I'm not saying your desire for having a child is untrue or unpure, It just often is a reason why the desire and the attachment is so strong. We're looking to fill a void and you don't want to put that kind of pressure on a child coming in. You know, you don't want a child to have to make up for a mother daughter relationship that wasn't good. You know, like you don't want to try Mm -hmm. to heal the wounds with your own mother through being a mother. So from my perspective is probably an inner child, a little girl in there who is just longing to be heard. And nothing may come up today and that's okay. You'll just keep checking in every day. But I just want you to, keeping your eyes closed, imagine 
yourself as a little girl, sometime before the age of five. And just ask this part of you, is there anything you need or anything you want or anything you want to express? Just ask and see what comes up. Well, uh, she does want a hug. <laughs> just like to be held. Wonderful. So just in your mind's eye, just scoop her up and give her a hug. Give her a snuggle. And what's happening now? Uh, oh, there are some tears <laughs> coming. Yeah. 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 You really could use some hugs throughout the years. Yeah. Just, you know, yeah, without any meaning, just to hug. Right. She just wants to be held. Yeah. So that's my biggest prescription for you. Instead of trying to do so much and think so much and go, okay, well, how do I do this or how do I do that? Just hold yourself, love yourself, nurture yourself, mother yourself. Get that inner child who's felt very abandoned and very disregarded and very neglected in a lot of ways. Hold her close. Hold her tight. Let her know that she's wanted and loved and held. Yeah. Yeah. Take another deep breath. And how do you feel? I also make mixed emotions. Like on the one hand, I think, oh yes, that this is really what I could use, need. And on the other hand, I think, is it all? Is that all? <laughs> do I need to do more? Well, there's the attachment piece, right? So yeah. start here because reparenting your inner child and making your inner child feel safe again and loving your inner child is not a small thing. It's a big thing. You know, if I said to you, just write one journal entry about why you want to be a mom, that would, that would be like, is that all? That seems kind of insignificant. Like making your inner child safe and and being the mother to yourself that you never had, that's a really, really big deal. Yeah. If you say it like that, it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like staying, saying to a stay-at-home mom, wait, all you do is stay home with your kid? It's like, uh, do you have any idea what's involved with that? Yeah. 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 How do you feel now? Better. I do feel better. Yeah. yeah. And I strongly recommend our inner child workshop. You can get it at christinehasser.com slash inner child. It's virtual. You can do it at your own pace. I highly recommend that for you. Okay. And I'm, I'm really holding the mama in me is holding the little Ava and just Mm -hmm. loving her and telling her that it's safe. Now it is safe to express. It's safe to be free. It's safe to speak her needs and her desires. And she has this beautiful, Big Ava that is 
is there to love her and help her and hold her. And she can have as many hugs as she wants. Yeah. (laughs) I would love that. Yeah. Thank you, Ava, for your vulnerability and for sharing a topic that just touches the heart of me and I'm sure so many people out there. I know many of you listening have had fertility challenges. Actually, I don't even want to call it fertility challenges, just challenges with getting pregnant, staying pregnant, challenges with whether or not to keep going on that journey, that feeling of disappointment every time you get a period, that wanting something so badly, whether it's a baby or something else, and just not getting it. But specifically when it comes to pregnancy, I just want to extend my heartfelt compassion and my woman-to-woman love. I can imagine that it's such a heart-wrenching situation to want to be a mother so badly and month after month and IVF cycle after IVF cycle come to that disappointment. And I want to make clear that I'm not saying to Ava, I'm not saying to any of you that there's something you're doing or something you're not healing that's making you not get pregnant. I would never make that conclusion. What I am saying is oftentimes these soul babies that we have, they want a certain kind of clearing of generational patterns before they come in. And the body really wants to be healthy before it can carry a baby. Now there are many unhealthy people and there are many people that haven't done their healing that get pregnant. So that's why I'm not saying this is the be all end all answer, but I have seen in my own life and the lives of so many women that are friends of mine and that I've coached that there is a connection between stress and between any childhood issues that are still lingering. And what we talked about with Ava is that feeling of needing to control everything that bracing herself, that really not being able to relax. And the body does get pregnant the best when it is relaxed, when it is surrendered. But how do you surrender but not give up hope? Well, remember, I've said on the show before, resignation and surrender are very different. Resignation is just like, F it, whatever, I don't care, I'm just giving up. It's a give up energy. Surrender is more of a letting go energy. So letting go. So if you want a visual, giving up is like if you had something in your hand, um, And you just like threw it down and walked away and stomped off. It's like, forget about it. I'm giving up. Whereas a letting go is more you're just handing it over, handing it over to a higher power, handing it over to source, handing it over to God and really letting go and keeping that longing and that desire in your heart. And in this situation, the best way for Ava to do that is to mother herself, to take all that mothering energy that she wants to give to a baby and really give it to her little girl, really give it to herself, love herself up, mother herself up. And while at the same time, letting go of the tight reins that she's holding on to life with, letting go of the bracing herself, walking on eggshells, all the childhood patterns that kept her feeling rigid and restricted and not fully expressed and not able to receive shifting and changing a lot of those so her inner child can be reborn. And my hunch is as she does that, the probability of her biological child being born will go up. And there are many ways to become a mother. There's adoption, there's surrogacy, there's mothering all your nieces and nephews, blood or otherwise. There's getting fur babies. There's lots of ways to be a mother. First and foremost, mothering ourselves, mothering our own little girl. Don't forget about her or him inside. All right, everybody, that's the show for today. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. 
Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 